Well, I'm out here at uh, Kenosha Grove Farm by myself wandering around because today is the last day that it'll hit 70 degrees in Duluth in 2021. It's October 19th. And I kind of started going crazy at the end of the day. <laughs> Just needed to get out and do something. And it's kind of fun. I I, um, I started out, I, I sent a text to Blake Shippey, who I haven't seen since I wrote up a little blog post about him five or six years ago. And I was like, do you want to have a beer outside? <laughs> and he wasn't able to. Um, and then I thought of this place. These guys are amazing. So... I don't know, I'll just rewind just a little bit my, I don't know, thinking on this. So we, we went, uh, sorry, I'm rambling. We're, um, well, I'm going to just describe my surroundings a little bit, just get warmed up. So I'm sitting here in their, kind of the backyard area, looking at their gorgeous barn. It's, I mean, it's a stunner. They've got a really nice metal roof on it. It's well painted, it's taken care of. You know, the original st stone foundation is going great. They've got a beautiful array of solar panels on the south facing side. Um, yeah, it's, it's, this is a sweet place. Everything's in tip top shape. Um, they're, where they make their hard cider is kind of, uh, uh, it's around the corner. I can't see it right now, but it's beautiful. It's all locked up, of course, because they're out of town. I, I texted them, and <laughs> they said I could come sit here if I wanted to uh, wander around. So if you could just walk around the corner of this barn and then kind of in the shadow of this amazing maple tree that's just on fire with its reds, and it's also got a steel roof. And they've got all this beautiful equipment in there that I've never seen. I'll just imagine it. They told me about it. We're moving now. Yeah, these beautiful double doors, the steel roof. It's 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 painted white. It's just a it's just a beautiful building. Everything is just kept up so nice here. They must have I don't know a dozen or so Icelandic sheep. Um, I went and I said hi to the chickens. Probably. 30 of them, 30 to 40, maybe three dozen. Um, those chickens are grazing. They're kind of ranging around some apple tree, very young apple tree saplings. Um, they kind of move them around a little bit. This, the sheep obviously are moved around. It's kind of neat. They've got the portable electro net hooked up to, you know, a solar charger to you know, kind of keep them contained in the areas where they want them to graze, graze the brush away. Whoop, <laughs> just dropped it. Um, yeah, and there's this beautiful area. I wish I could, I was kind of wandering around. I, I probably could walk over there maybe later, but they, it looks like there's a new area where I'm guessing they'll plant a lot more trees. The, the sheep are kind of clearing it out. It, it just looks beautiful. Um, and then there must be, I'm just going to guess, one to 200 saplings 
that aren't going to be producing apples for quite a while, but they're well tended. They've got a gorgeous, gorgeous sun, and there's there's a, a really nice pond at the base of this gently sloping hill that they're planted on. Um, yeah, I stopped to say hi to one of the sheep with his kind of goofy, wide set eyes. Just sort of looks at me. <laughs> I just. I just love them. I, I always imagined kind of living out on the land like this. And, you know, I'm not, it, it just it wasn't my fate, I guess. And it's okay. It's kind of nice. You know, I can, I can kind of have my cake and eat it too. Oh, sheep's, my buddy's coming. Um, yeah, I just, it's like I can just come out here and just enjoy the fruits of their land and, you know, and other farmers that I kind of, I'm a bit of a farm nerd. Um, hey, buddy. How you doing? Um, yeah, it's like, it's like I can, it's, it's, like, it's like you're a grandparent. And, you know, and anybody who lives in the city can do this. I'm just amazed, you know. It, like, I haven't, I mean, I suppose not anybody can just come here and wander around their land, but I don't know them very well. Like, I haven't been seen them in person at this farm, the Kenosha Grove. Like, I was in one book group, like one, like one time we met on this property, <laughs> just once, and, um, you know, sort of talked about a book we read. I don't even remember which, and. And then, I don't know, it must have been three years go by, something like that, three or four years. And she invited me to be a part of this RICO ring in Duluth here, where there are just farmers are, um, you know, just distributing their food to the community in an alternative way. Um, people can just order in advance and that. And then the farmer's only there for a half hour instead of four or five hours at a farmer's market twice a week, which gets to be a killer over time. It really does. Um, at least for me, it did. It just was exhausting. Anyway, w when she contacted me in February, I saw, <laughs> I saw on the bottom of the email, I, I, I don't remember exactly. It's, it was sort of like I, I, I very briefly considered the business opportunity of joining the, the Rico ring, and, and I just wasn't able to. I, I was kind of maxing out supplying principally the co-op and um with my microgreens and then but i noticed that they've been supplying hard cider and i was amazed because it just you know you know maybe i just when i was here for the book group some years ago i thought it was this distant future thing and maybe i wasn't listening i don't know but um yeah it it, it turns out that they're selling it now they're <laughs> you know they're they're you know they've been doing it i think for a year or two and i was blown away by that and i you know and it was like this 20 below zero day and i you know i asked her a whole bunch of questions and and then i you know i put my goofy hat on and warm clothes and i and i walked like a crazy man with a purpose to the corner liquor store uh, I don't know, three quarters of a mile from the house, and <laughs> picked up a, a couple of their bottles, and they're very expensive. It's ten ninety nine for, at least it was then, for a seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle. And, but I did it cheerfully because I just know 
the kind of work they're doing. I mean, it's like, and this gets back to, I guess, the sort of being a grandparent, <laughs> except I didn't rear them or influence them in any way whatsoever. Um, it, it's more like I get to enjoy it, just enjoy it. So it's, so the, like this is the only cidery in the area or even that I've ever heard of. Well, there must be some in the Bayfield area, whatever. Um, but they grow their own apples so it's like from branch to bottle. So they grow their own apples and then they invest it in this crazy expensive fermentation equipment. You know, I mean, it's serious licensing issues and, you know, stuff like that, um, getting permission, getting inspected, etc. cetera. Um, and everything's just so clean and nice. I mean, it's just, you know, in many ways, my feeling is, is that life would be simpler for them if they just had you know just did their jobs which they have jobs <laughs> you know but they've chosen to to do this serious work this um have this 40 acre permaculture farm and it's it's interesting it's it's choreography out here you know like there's a dance with the sheep and the and the chickens and the and the animal waste fertilizing the soil and controlling invasives and and stuff like this um I don't know what I'm getting at. Oh, um, basically, to be able to just go down to the store and for $10 enjoy the fruit of their land and just know where it came from and just the sacrifice they they put into this, it, it's just a, it's a privilege to be able to, to do that. And, and then to just drive out here today and... I mean, completely unannounced, unprepared. <laughs> you know, I just text her out of the blue like an hour ago, and they're gone. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a pretty neat spot. So, oh yeah. So so in February when when I you know I saw that and got to talking about the. Um, their farm and I asked a bunch of questions I wrote up a blog post and you know shared it with the whole world through the world wide web and um oh sorry just rambling um afterward oh yeah well okay fine so basically it, it just awakened this it reawakened my just love for local and and just really investing in the lives and, and getting to know the people that, that grow different things around here and and just seeing what they're doing. Because, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm doing what I can do, which is, you know, the microgreens thing. Uh, it's not, you know, as farmy as this, but it, it, it puts me a farm adjacent so I can easily rub shoulders and I kind of understand what people are doing in these small operations but I guess I guess what I find exciting is getting to see what other people are obsessed about so it's not just farmers I mean you know a couple episodes I had the artist Adam Swanson um, this last week, actually, and I talked to her today. <laughs> so this is being, this will be released in a week, I guess. 
but I talk to the brain coach. Um, it's just whatever you're obsessed about, obsessed with what you do, what you, what you want to do, what, especially if you're using your, your brain and your body in tandem, um, working intelligently with the land, like, like these folks are, it's just exciting. It's, it's just, it's just neat. There's like a, a special essence there. Um, it's just something unique that this person and this person alone has to offer the world from their perspective, from their unique experience in their style. Yeah. So it's cool. I don't know. I'm just saying that, just sharing that just to commend that to you. Cause you can easily enjoy your people too, wherever you are. Um, and that, that leads me, I've, I've got this problem with this book I'm writing. I, uh, the doggone it plane. <laughs> uh, I bet they have a beautiful view up there. Um, anyway, they, um, she sent me the, okay. So this conclusion of my book, I, I mentioned this email that Megan sent me after doing the blog about their farm here. And she basically said, <laughs> you should, you should write up a, you know, a column for the newspaper of, of uh, local producers. Right. And I, and I'd be good at that. I, you know, I'd be, you know, I've done a ton of that writing on my blog and it's a passion of mine. And it's, it's funny though it was kind of a trigger almost because I didn't even reply and I essentially I write in this chapter which I have to redo and maybe it won't even make it into the book <laughs> so maybe I'm eulogizing it here so I can get over it and move on but um basically like they don't I mean and this isn't personal but like the paper just doesn't need me they don't necessarily want me <laughs> And that, and then that kind of gets into that never picked title that I, you know, just kind of picked out of the blue for this podcast. It's like, I mean, they have people, there's other people who are better qualified than me. And I just don't think that a weirdo like me and a weirdo like you probably should sit around and wait to be picked. Because it's just unlikely. And and it's not even necessary. I mean, I, I can get around, go around and, and do this on my own, record this somewhat ridiculous podcast for fun, or write about it without being picked by somebody else. So as James Altucher would say, I'm just choosing myself, not waiting for the gatekeeper. Anyway, I wrote in this book that I wrote that I had essentially written the whole book as a response to her email. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if that's completely accurate, but it's partially accurate. Um, yeah. And, and in this chapter, I, you know, I mentioned that I had been picked three times that I could think of three major times that I had been picked. Uh, it was fourth grade dodgeball. I was picked first. Uh, 
one time, you know, it finally or it finally happened where I was picked first. I had worked for all year to get to that point. I was the the best player. And, you know, that was hard for a scrawny little nerdy looking guy like me. And my wife chose me as a life partner. And, you know, and I was I'd say I was chosen by God as just to be in relationship with with God. And that's it. <laughs> like I have just never picked like whenever I mean I had a couple of dumb jobs in you know in corporate America that you know really you know here I have like you know a master's degree and I mean I really didn't even need a college a day of college to do the jobs that I did. In you know including one job was in collections, you know. So and every time I applied for better things as recently as two years ago, before the pandemic, I was thinking of getting out of this. It's like it's like I can be in the considerations, but for some reason I can just never, never land it. Um, well, as you can hear, I'm not the most well-spoken person. So, <laughs> and I'm not complaining about that. It's just, you know, it's it's just there just comes a time in your life when when you just have to do it when you just have to do it anyway just do it anyway so I, I don't know if you're in some cubicle or whatever it is that you don't maybe your job isn't so fulfilling you can honestly start doing whatever it is that is better you're better suited for you can just start doing it today whether or not that monetizes I could I couldn't tell you but I but what I can tell you is I used to um, derisively describe, you know, what I wanted to do when people would ask when I'd complain about my job, I'd say, well, you know, I'd love to be a farmer or a writer or a farmer and a writer. And that's, that's just kind of ridiculous. That's like being an astronaut or something. It's impossible. And it turns out it wasn't impossible. And, you know, here I am doing it. And, uh, you know, I've got my second book. It will come out whenever it's done. I just got it back from the editor, and I'm just totally overwhelmed with how to fix the problems. Um, but it'll probably be done in a couple months, whatever. And it's probably not going to be this massively profitable thing. But I am a writer, and, and I am a farmer. I think that's cool. You know, and I and I started out in more traditional farming pursuits, you know, outside. But just over time, I, I niched down to what paid the best and where I had essentially a monopoly. You know, uh, that's that's the best. <laughs> Find where where there's the least competition or no competition. And it's it's just possible. It, it helped that I didn't have any debt. Um, yeah, so that's a bit of a sidetrack, but, and then at the end of this chapter, and I, and I hope I can include it, but there's a picture of this beautiful, and it's on my website, you can just look at it, it my blog, it's eddiegilmore.com, you know, Eddie with Y, Happy Gilmore, and it was from in February, there's this beautiful picture of this hard cider in a wine glass, I set it outside, it's like sunset, and 
And I just look and I think about like just all the blood, sweat and tears that went into this delicious hard cider. Um, it's it's beautiful. And I guess that kind of to me it encapsulates what I'm trying to do as far as living locally and encouraging others to do is to is to see that glass of hard cider or the lamb chops or the beef or whatever it is that you're getting and to just be enthralled by it to just find it more delicious just because you're so interested in the people and 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 the sacrifice um, I mean, this, this kind of work is not very profitable. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's just like the amount of debt people have to, to do this sort of thing. In, incidentally, these guys, I just walked up to the base of this, or near it anyway, the cell tower on the back of the property. It's paying all their loan payments for the, for the business, <laughs> for the cidery. I just thought that was pretty creative. It's like 10 grand a year. Um, but yeah, this, this, this cider is just gorgeous. It's beautiful. And if I can just pay $10 to support them in the, in the smallest, in the smallest way, people far more generous than me, I'm sure come out here and, and help them plant trees and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just hope that other people just catch that vision of, delighting in the simple beautiful pure offerings of of those around them even their neighbors um it just makes life more enjoyable so you know and then like today i was kind of climbing up the walls after i was doing some painting around the new grow room and desperately wanting to enjoy some of this beautiful weather and the sun's going down now and I'm just thankful that I was able to come out here you know and behind me I'm walking towards these aspens that are in their full glory golden aspen a lot of the other leaves are down but you know just seeing the, the sheep grazing and and I don't feel you know there would come a time when back in the day when you know I would feel this longing to be on this land I mean, and I would love to live out here, but it would be this sort of, I don't know, like a loss that I wasn't able to do it. But now I don't have that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where we are. We're in the same house we've always lived in, in the city. And we're, we're always retrofitting it to support our lifestyle, our businesses, between my wife's studio in the front of the house, the microgreens south facing in a back room, um, the back side of the house with gorgeous sun and then you know the walk-in cooler in the in the garage it's being it's the whole property is just being fit to our lives and I mean that's beautiful too and 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 I can just come out here and enjoy this without all the suffering <laughs> I mean I mean that's that's just the reality I mean a lot of these people that have gone to the you know do this lifestyle are just i mean they suffer 
in, in poverty, just poverty, poverty wages, less than less than minimum wage. And I mean, these guys, they have jobs, so they're not I would they're not suffering. That's for sure. But they could definitely not be doing this, but they're giving almost all their time, their spare time to uh, managing this beautiful little farm. So anyway, I commend them to you. Kenosha Grove. I don't know where all they sell it, but anywhere in Duluth, I'm sure you can get the... They only sell dry cider. I don't know why. <laughs> she just doesn't like sweet cider. Kind of interesting. Um, but it's good. And, and the land out here is good. It's beautiful. All right. I guess I'll be quiet now. That was whole lot of rambling thanks for uh joining me out here today bye